Uh, Rich, you know, we often prepare these. We do like 40 minutes of prep. We rehearse. We oh. write things down. Good production doesn't come free. Yes. And today you said, I don't want to do any of that. You sit down and we're going to do the greatest podcast ever in the next 20 minutes. I never said any of that. No. But I'm ready to talk. All right. Let's, let's, what, what do you got for me today? What's our subject? I have no idea. I don't even know what, what's happening. Let me let the subject of today's podcast reveal itself to you through a series of vignettes. Oh, God. Advisors. Vignette one. My son, who said he was watching a show on Disney streaming, I walk in and I peer over his shoulder. He's 10. I'm still allowed to do that. I'm going to respect his privacy privacy later. Um, is watching uh, soccer goal compilation videos. So within like a six-minute span, there's just spectacular just goal. Goal! After spectacular goal. goal. Just, just men with That's right. screaming the word goal over and over again. Vignette two. I sit him down. Because we have Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Got and it I said, there's a yep. cool new game called Hi-Fi Rush about this kid who's kind of half robot, and it just looks spectacular. And it's just the production quality is beautiful. It looks like a cartoon. And I was like, let me, let me let you play this for a few minutes. He played it, watched the intro, clicked around for about six minutes, put the controller down, and left. Okay. Vignette three. Liverpool was playing in the FA Cup this past weekend. The soccer team from Liverpool. The soccer team. uh, And he sat next to me, watched about, I'm going to say, eight to ten minutes, and left. Got bored and left. Now, this is the last of the vignettes. Four vignettes, okay. Blew my mind. We went to Dave and Buster's yesterday, which is, imagine if, like, the Cheetos Tiger had babies with Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari. Okay, so not Chuck E. Cheese. Not Chuck E. Cheese. Essentially, it's the modern Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. I think it's Bushnell, What's it? whatever. What's it like? It's just loud, crazy arcade. Arcade games. Carnival-like games like shoot the ball in the basket and skee ball and stuff like that. And in the center of it, there's a sports bar, which we didn't go into. Uh, which is essentially like wings and big oh, so screen, flat screen TVs. It's Chuck E. Cheese with $14 Manhattans made with bad alcohol. It's not just for kids. It's like assuming that adults want to have a couple of beers and goof around too. Uh, so just it's fun. fun. Anything fun, that, fun, fun. Yeah. I walk up to Miss Pac-Man. I know how to play Miss Pac-Man. Oh, the game. The game. No, there she wasn't, wasn't there. No yeah. appearance by Miss Pac-Man. That would have been amazing. And this blew my mind. I'm going to tell you two little things that happened at, okay. da- at Dave and Buster's. It was a different version of Miss Pac-Man that took up the whole wall. So it was kind of this visual spectacle thing. Whatever. I'm good at Miss Pac-Man. Okay. I finished the level uh-huh. and the game ended. Oh. I had to get another quarter or whatever the equivalent Wait, of they, NFC. There's no second level? No. And we played a dozen other games, did well, and they would just end. Really? You just pay the quarter for the experience and there's no continuity. 
It is the experience. So I'm like, wait a minute. Are we here just for the experience? Is there no skill building? I'm not saying that Miss Pac-Man playing is a skill. But is it, are we playing just for the experience? Are we here just to have little tiny bite-sized experiences? And then my son says, you got to check this out. He takes me to this ride. It's not even a ride. It's an arcade, a two-seater arcade, where you're kind of almost laying back. It's reclined. Okay. It's called Typhoon. Okay. And it has the num- six buttons numbered one to six. And he's like, get the card. Let's buy a ride on this thing. Typhoon. Like, typhoon. I'm like, okay, where's the controls? It is nothing more than you watching a visual sort of track. And there's different ones. There's fighter plane. There's train. And he's my kid is hanging on to the handles of the chair. It's rumbling every so often as the visuals sync up. It's just 3D graphics. And he's doing nothing. Uh-huh. And there's nothing to do. Uh-huh. It was just an experience. So that like it went from, okay, you don't care about my skill with Miss Pac-Man. Uh-huh. To who needs skills? We just need your eyeballs and maybe your ears to just make you see this thing. I uh- thought at some point. Like, as part of the experience, someone was going to shoot a corn dog into my kid's mouth and just be done with it. So, you're telling me that kids today don't have the difficult challenges that you had when you were forced to play multiple levels of Miss Pac Man? I fear the grumpy old men tone of this podcast so far. But here's what I'm saying. And I actually say this not because he didn't have fun, because he had fun. And he likes watching YouTube. What I'm saying is this. There are uh, little little e-stickers on all the music that has curse words in it. Sure. And then on, there are TV shows that are rated as PG-13 or MA for mature audiences or whatever it may be. There are things we do to police the content that our kids consume. And I would argue that the single biggest risk isn't the substance of the content, but how little work it demands of anyone anymore, especially for kids. My kid doesn't want to play a game that is asking him to figure some things out. He wants to go immediately and get a dopamine hit within 20 seconds. Welcome to the Ziotti and Ford podcast. I have a 10 and an 8-year-old. My name is Rich Ziotti. My name is Paul Ford. I have a... 11-year-old and an 11-year-old. I have twins. Congratulations. Uh, oof. All right, let me... Let me uh... You know, I've been thinking about what you've been saying because you've sure definitely been saying a lot of it. And uh, it's all nonsense and you need to just calm down. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll tell you what, here's why. Because when you were a kid and you listened to the radio, did an old man ever show up and say, how can you just listen to the radio? You never built one with a crystal like I did in 1922 to tune into the World War I updates. World War I was over by then. But nonetheless, they said this about TV. TV. With me. Here's what Watching ha- dumb cartoons. Uh-huh. I know where you're going. You I'm take, ready for you. Did you Ford. take open, Did you take apart the TV with a screwdriver? No, because you're not dead. That's always what would happen when you touch that little <laughs> suction cup and shoot across the room. Um, 
Okay, yes, I get it. I get that you watched your son have a series of relatively lean back experiences and that we are in the worst timeline for just incredibly stupid things. Just like, the cat farts on the hat, you know, and everybody's like, ah, oh, that video game's amazing. Here's what I've noticed. My son, I had to, I've had similar experiences with my son, and he likes to watch YouTube videos of people playing video games, which is at some level in my brain, just the dumbest thing. <laughs> just shedding IQ points. Not, watching not gonna lie, I hate it a lot. Watching a guy who has a voice like this talk about Mario's haunted, yeah, surgery clinic where yeah. you know, up, up Mario took the brain out of Bowser over and over and over again, and then they get on a cart and they talk about the cart, and it's just hours and hours, and it does. Drive me slightly bananas. I'll tell you what else. I found a book at a little free library. It was called, uh, you know, Code Games in Python. Okay. And he was really into it. And he wasn't into it in the way that I'm into things. Mm -hmm. He read it. He wanted to understand the anatomy of things. We had a couple conversations about it. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. A 10, an 11-year-old, they are not listeners. They don't want you to explain how the world works. Their entire focus in life is to tell you how the world works. Mm -hmm. They articulate and express. They don't actually like process in the mm. way that you're expecting. Mm. So he's just like unlimited sensation. Great. Now, mm. I, look, is it weird? Yes. I used to ride my bike to the library to use mm. the Macintosh. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. that was, and I was 11 and I had mm -hmm. essentially, I owned my own life and I could kind of, and what I would do is spend four to six hours with one floppy disk. Yeah. Okay. Those constraints were good for my creativity and I used them to my own success quite mm -hmm. a bit. Kids do need constraint systems. They do need structure to work inside of. You just sound like, to me, like somebody who had a completely constraint-free day. Yes. Um, uh, and and uh, I let me counter your counter argument, even though it wasn't really an argument. You were making an observation. One of the great joys is applying a skill you learned and just the mastery, the joy of the mastery over it. Sure. Even if it's a baby step, even if it's the first time I ran a piece of basic code. Sure. Felt, it didn't, it wasn't like, wow, look at computers work. I felt good. I felt good such that, that, that feeling of, of control and mastery made me want to keep going and learn more. Right? Okay. But Throughout. listen, all I'm saying here is that the passive experience that is pure pleasure and excitement I think it depends on the person, but I think that that is the fundamental gateway for a lot of people. Once you have that experience, a portion of humanity goes, how'd they do that? And then they try to figure it out from there. They work backwards from that. An awful lot of people, including Don't. a lot of the parents, just want to lie there and hit five buttons. Right. And you know what? They might have had a really long week, and they're really just like, I just need my Dave and Buster's time. You are a bizarre artifact in the human population because when you see things, I have the same tendency, you see things, you say, how's that work? Let's take it apart. Let's figure yes, it out. Yes. Okay. That is not what most of humanity is like. And I, I, I'll tell you why I learned that. I learned that because I was an early web person and I would build my own content management systems. And I said, this is wonderful. I, you can build a tools for publishing and thinking and communicating online, you can make your own. And then blogging tools came in with one text box that you filled in. Took care of the rest. 
And what I had missed, I didn't just miss that people wouldn't want to build their own things and learn technologies or learn new tools. I missed that most people don't even want to blog. That's too much work. Okay. So I think even when you gave them the text box, let's, let's bring this back to the history of technology in a, in a more fundamental way. There are always people, there are people like, um, Ted Nelson, who's one of the sort of creators of hypertext as we understand it in the world, or Alan Kay, who was at Xerox Park. And and what they will tell you over and over is like, we haven't begun to figure out what we can do with the computer. We don't know yet. Mm. And they're very useful human beings because they remind you to strive. Mm. But most people want a piece of fish on Friday. Okay. So you're you're setting up this whole dynamic where you're like, I went to Dave and Buster's and they didn't give me an educational experience. We didn't go to the library. I didn't want I wanted the next maze in Pac-Man. Yeah. I didn't want an educational experience. Right, let's the, just to clarify. Sure. I put my quarter in, yeah. I achieved the goal less, of eating all the dots. Less than a mile away is the Brooklyn Public Library, but you didn't choose to go there. I made the joke yesterday. I was like, he's like, where are we going to? I was like, first we're gonna go to church, then the library. And he was just like, What? This isn't a guy's day. <laughs> Look, I mean, let me give you another example. Sports. Okay, let's go to a Nets game. What do you do during a Nets game? You eat a fried chicken sandwich. Yes. And then you drink beer. That costs $48. That's a, look, I'm okay. And then you watch incredible athletes with talent. No, I'm okay with enjoying a spectacle. I'm okay with uh-huh. that. Seeing a movie. What am I going to do? Am I going to participate or on the, on the basketball court or in the movie theater? It's not going to happen. I do think... I do think that uh, those spaces to explore within constraints, even if it's utter boredom, even if it leads to like utter boredom, my kid, if he is not taking in stimuli within five minutes, can't believe the world is crumbling around him. It's bad. I'm sorry. It is bad. I think this is a normal part of being a father. Everybody talks about this. Your kids need to be bored. They also have to be free. You got to be free to be bored. You got to be able to walk around and like look at the wall and yeah. get in a little trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make some choices. Boredom involves some choices. You have to make your own choices. Yeah. Okay. So you got six hours. Now, look, when my 11 year olds come to me in the morning on Sunday and say, I'm bored. Yeah. I become a shrieking monster person. I'm not a pleasant human being because yeah. I'm so frustrated. I'm not here to entertain you every moment All of that. the day. Every, every parent has been through this in a robotic, annoying way. And sure. the children don't care. They look at you after you make some great point about the entire nature of society and constraint systems and creativity. Yeah. And they go, uh-huh, I'm bored. Yeah, they're still bored. Okay, yeah, totally. So, I have, I but have... Here's, how do you unlock that? Okay, can you put them in a room with five options? Like, what I think this has to do with supply and demand and the value you put on things when there's too much of them. Well, when Nothing, we were, this is the biggest difference in our childhoods. And people would have, our, our parents would have said this about us. The amount of stuff that my children are downstream from, like they have, because people give us books and there's little free libraries scattered around and books are just like, they might have a thousand books between them. Endless. 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 And the wall of options on Netflix or the wall of options in, you know, Game Pass where you can pick which game you play. And they still fight over which TV show to watch. Yeah, exactly. So I do think that's unfortunate. I'm not sure what's going to be on. I mean, they will have a podcast in 40 years and talk about how unfortunate it is that 
content gets pumped in directly through a ca- an RJ45 cable that's oh, in right. your neck. Down, it's down your throat. Yeah, it's down your yeah. throat. So, you know, the, the, I get the cycle part of it, um, but it is it is a little disheartening. Well, let me throw Not it. everything is... Con- a basketball game is consumption. Let Not me throw everything- it back to you. Let me throw it back to you. Relax. Relax. And then... What are you going to do that where it involves constraints and activity? Like my daughter's gotten really, in, I, I think part of it they grow into. My, my daughter's gotten in, into drawing. My son is playing video games and yeah. doing sports. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. And, and what I've found are some, some loopholes. Uh, you know, you're going to be shocked at these, these sort of counter examples that I think have worked. First off, board games. Board games are strange. Um, they're social. Do you like board games? I'm not a huge fan, but they're, I, I, they're, I, I hate them, and it, it's they're awful. wonderful social settings. Yeah, my for children young love them, and I'm just I, this is where I'm a failure as a father. They want to play with them because they want to hang out with you and actually interact with you. And, and then I look them in the eye and I say, I don't really like board games. And then I go upstairs to my computer. Well, I'm, this, I'm the this worst the, father in history. Yeah, this is Ziadi advisors yeah, now. Please, don't okay. take Paul's advice on any of this. <sighs> You're not the worst father. There are other ways for you to hang with your kids. Board games work. Here's another one. And this is going to be controversial because it was, it was boring. Baseball. Oh, boy. My son loves baseball. And you're like, how are you, like, this person that has, like, nitrous oxide just fueling have, you to bounce off the walls. Does he have collector brain? Does he like sort of, does he like Pokemon? He never played it. He liked collecting the cards. That's okay. So my son has gotten into football, and he's starting to like because, and his buddy does too. And they, 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 they know all the names of like all the players. I don't. Yeah. Fine, but a baseball game, by a lot of different empirical measurements, is very boring. It's slow. Even people who love baseball know it's boring. It's boring. Yeah, but one of the number one things you can do if you're really into baseball is collect statistics. Oh yeah! Like There's the only thing live for that. The stuff. only thing more boring than baseball is probably bass fishing. Is that a sport? As a spectator, like measuring yeah. the length of the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's boring yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I I think he loves again. I think he loves the social setting that it's in, which is like I have not spoke. I can watch a whole baseball game. It'll be like as much as we'll talk together about anything. Well, the thing about little boys in particular, I read an article about this. You can make eye contact with your daughter. Don't look at your son. They they do better when they are parallel. Interesting. So you're watching the game and they'll chat with you. Yes. But they don't actually want to. If you sit across the table and you're like, tell me about yes. blah, blah, blah. They're like, no, nah, I don't That's know. That's right. Yep. Um, Ziadi and Ford fairly decent parents advisors <laughs> by the way that's not just me making up some random gender stuff that was a new york times article about how to deal with little boys because they're weird yes they're a little weird um sometimes we talk about business sometimes we talk about tech sometimes we talk about being parents i think what i want to say to you though to, to counter advise as we're closing this out is that when that happens don't get upset it's just normal Everybody wants to eat ice cream and lay on the floor. And that is the advice of the, that's the tip of the day. Yeah, that's what they want to do. And so it's like, okay, but not always. Then we get up off the floor and we're like, hey, where are we going? Yeah. That's when you got to be there. Don't try to change the fact that he wants to lie down and look at the That's good advice. Yeah. That's good advice. Because you can't win. Trust me, I've had the same tantrums. Look, but full disclosure, I've blocked YouTube. 
I can't. I couldn't. Uh, I, he my, can't use YouTube. my house. Is like the White House Situation Room. It's so locked down. You can't. You can't access. Yeah. No, it's too much. I can't. As a, as a responsible parent, I can't see him with like drool hanging out of the corner of his mouth as he watches people trip on their couches, my stub daughter, their toes on their couches on videos. My daughter cannot use the iPad that she, the old iPad that's for drawing on, uh, without holding it up directly to my face. All right, 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 right. You are the face ID. I am the face ID. My son, we have like nine levels of, of lockdown, all in one yeah. password. There's like yeah. 31 password entries. Totally. So uh, that's there, but but point taken. You're listening to Ziadi and Ford Podcast. You can check us out at ziadiford.com. That's Z-I-A-D-E-F-O-R-D.com. And hello at ziadiford.com is a good email to send. Give us topics. We'll we'll talk them through on the on the show. Yeah, we got to do a mailbag show. We've been getting lots of feedback. Yes. All right. Thanks so. all for listening. Have a lovely day. We'll see you soon.